Hey, it's Michelle here. What if I told you that I had three science-backed secrets that are guaranteed to improve your energy? No more waking up feeling exhausted, no more brain fog, no more procrastinating, no more burnout. I'm talking about powerful habits that will give you an energy edge. No more relying on all that coffee, all that Coke Zero to get you through the day. I'm talking about learning how to create more energy from the inside out. I want to invite you to the Energy Upgrade, the free online masterclass that I'm hosting live on Tuesday, June 4th at 12 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to give you all the insider strategies to harness the power of your gut brain axis to create more energy from the inside out. I'm going to teach you how I'm able to have the energy to run a law firm, a coaching business, this podcast, pastor a church, and have energy for my family and my home life. I want to teach you all the secrets that I've dialed in around my gut health, nutrition, stress management, the nervous system, and lifestyle habits that are crucial for sustaining high energy and well-being so that we can get stuff done. Let's give you an energy upgrade. Click the link in the show notes to save your seat. It's time to elevate your energy, my friend. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey, hey, welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. And today we're going to talk about feeling unseen and unappreciated. Thanks for joining us. So grateful you're here. If you haven't done so yet, hit that little subscribe button. Make sure you don't miss our new episodes. And also, if you haven't left a five-star rating or review for the show, go ahead and do so. It would mean so much to me if you could just leave a five-star rating, write a couple sentences about what this podcast means to you, maybe one of your favorite things about it. Doing so really helps get this show out to other moms like you so they can find the same encouragement and support and community that you found. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's talk about feeling unseen and unappreciated. I know as a mom of especially young children, I have often felt like I don't stop all day and doing things for my kids or my family. And sometimes no one, I I ask myself, like, did anybody even notice everything that I did today? Like, did anybody even notice that magically there's always, you know, toothpaste and toilet paper? Did anybody even notice that 
somehow, you know, all the supplies that we needed for the science project got delivered today so we can make sure that it's done timely. Like, did anybody even notice how I have all of your favorite snacks in the cabinet or I made your favorite thing for dinner? Like, it's hard. It's hard. It's so much work. And sometimes it feels like nobody notices or nobody sees it. And I I know that's been my experience. Sometimes having really small children, and I would venture to say it might even be true at moments for those of you who have older children or teenagers, um, that might sometimes feel like they're taking for granted everything that we do for them, right? No one thanks us. Maybe sometimes we are feeling like we're having this pity party because we keep the whole ship afloat and no one really notices. Maybe it even shows up in our work too, right? We work all day. No one really listens to our ideas or we feel like we're overlooked for you know that promotion. Or maybe it's even our partners, right? Maybe it's, um, I don't know, we get a new haircut or we bought this new dress we're really excited about for date night and it seems like our partner doesn't even notice or their response is not what we expected. It's super underwhelming. We're like, man, it just, it just doesn't feel good. It's this idea or this feeling of just kind of being um, undervalued or being you know, like we're not being noticed. And a few years ago, I remember I was feeling this way quite a lot, if I'm being honest with you guys, mostly at home. Like I felt like I was doing everything for everyone and no one ever noticed or no one ever said, thank you. I felt like my husband wasn't really seeing what I was doing. He never even thanked me for, I don't know, all the things, sacrificing my body to bring his children into the world. Like, don't judge. That that, that was a real thought that, that crossed my mind and it really upset me. And as I started thinking about these things, I noticed I started judging myself for feeling that way. But I was having these thoughts of like, you're a strong woman, you're a powerful woman, like pick yourself up, stop getting stuck in all of this pity and victim. Like it is your honor, it is your pleasure to care for your family, right? I was thinking like, I do all this because it's important to me. I do all this because I want to. I don't do this because I'm seeking some sort of external validation. I'm not doing it because I need someone to make me feel like I'm superwoman. Like it isn't an obligation to raise my family. It isn't an obligation to be a good wife to my husband. So I was making myself feel judged and silly that I wanted to be noticed and thanked. I was started, you know, blaming it on my ego, like beating myself up. Why is it so important for you to that your kids have to, you know, thank you for all that you do? And mind you, they were like two and three years old at the time or whatever. And where I ended up at that time was like, okay. I just really need to release this. I need to release this need to be noticed. I need to release this need to be seen and appreciated. I'm being, you know, selfish for wanting to be thanked for everything I do. Like, I know my kids love me. I know my husband loves me. I know I do all this stuff for them, and it's because I love them, right? So I'm not that insecure. I'm not so egotistical that I need them to verbally acknowledge all that I do and thank me. And that's where I was at then. Um, And since then... I've really grown so much in my consciousness, praise God, in my awareness, in my understanding of how we operate as human beings and moms and wives. And I really feel a lot of compassion for myself, one, for judging myself so harshly at that time, right, for being so hard on myself. Because here's the thing, we all have this innate human need to feel seen, right? We all have a desire to be appreciated. We all have a desire 
to be seen for what we do to feel chosen and special and valued. And it's not weak and it's not selfish and it's not egotistical. It just, we're just hardwired that way. It feels good because it feels like love. It's not wrong, right? It's not selfish. It's not being dramatic. It's not, you know, making a big deal out of nothing. So if you've ever thought to yourself that you're being dramatic or you're making a big deal out of nothing because you feel like no one is thanking you and no one is seeing everything that you do, you're not. It's okay. I see you. Like, do we all have needs? Yes. Are we allowed to have those needs as human beings, as women, as moms? Yes, we are. Are we encouraged to express those needs? Yes. (laughs) This is me inviting you to try it out. But it's the way in which we express our needs, our need to be seen, our need to be appreciated that can kind of get sticky for us, right? Getting passive aggressive with our husband because whatever, go back to that example. We got a haircut and he didn't notice. Getting passive aggressive, it's not going to serve us well, right? Getting resentful with our partner because we carry the majority of the mental load. They don't even notice. It's not going to serve us well. Having a big emotional outburst, right, with our kids because we're so sick of cleaning the same mess of toys without them even thanking us. Like, it's just not going to serve us. It's not going to get us where we want to be, especially in my case when I had a two-year-old and a three-year-old, right? So what do we do? What do we do? Here's what we do. We learn to communicate our needs in a way that is authentic, in a way that is accountable, in a way that doesn't immediately put the other person on the defensive. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two minute personality patterns quiz. So how do we do that, right? It sounds good, but Michelle, teach me, coach me. How do we do this? Here's what I want you to do. We're going to talk about it a little bit, but I really want you to go back and listen to episode 19 of the podcast. So scroll all the way down back to near the beginning, episode 19. And that episode is all about nonviolent communication, nonviolent communication. And what that means is it's a formula. It's like this four-step formula for how to have conversations particularly about things that can be confrontational, things that can be difficult, things that can be uncomfortable. How to have those conversations 
in ways that are productive and loving for both you and the other person. So it's a way to ask for things in a way that's disarming, in a way that isn't blaming or passive aggressive or whatever. And guys, I am telling you, it is gold. Like it will change how you communicate with everyone, how you communicate with your partner, your kids, your boss, your sister, your mom, your neighbor, everyone. And if you go back to episode 19, which I encourage you to do, I also created this really awesome resource for you guys. It's so good. It's so good if I do say so myself. Within that resource, I put this list of human needs. And I think sometimes as women, we are so disconnected from our needs. Like we know something feels off. We know something feels like it's rubbing us the wrong way. We know that there's something that's not happening that's like triggering for us or it's upsetting to us. Um, But oftentimes we don't connect that with a particular need that we have. So we're feeling resentful or we're feeling upset and it's hard to even nail down why. So what you can do is you can look at that list of needs, look at it and it'll help you identify, okay, I'm feeling this way, right? This happened and I'm feeling this way because I have a need for X and that need might be a need to feel seen. That was, that's what was happening for me. And then in episode 19, when we walk through this framework of nonviolent communication, I walk you through exactly how to express whatever it is you need to express to whoever it is you need to express it to, right? Might not work with your two-year-old, probably going to have to let that one go for a little while, but you can use it with your partner. You can use it with your older children. You can use it with, you know, anyone in your workspace that you're managing or anyone whose authority you're under. And when I started doing this, you guys, I was skeptical at first. I have to tell you because I had this hang up that I I had this hang up that I wanted the appreciation. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be thanked. I wanted to be noticed and I wanted it to be genuine. And I thought that if I had to ask, let's use my husband here. If I had to ask Jeff to thank me or if I had to ask Jeff to notice me, that it would somehow cheapen it. And it wouldn't feel real and it wouldn't feel authentic and it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't do it for me. And I got curious about this position. Like I noticed that that's how I was feeling towards asking him to thank me, asking him to notice me. And I got curious about that position that I was taking and I allowed myself to explore it. I allowed myself to explore it because what I realized is that I was judging what would happen and I was judging how I thought it would make me feel before it had ever actually happened, right? Like, why was I assuming that it wouldn't make me feel seen if I never even tried to ask for that? And I just let that go, and I decided I'm going to give this an honest effort. I'm going to give this an honest effort, and I'm so grateful that I did because I discovered that I was actually wrong in my assumption of how it would go and how it would make me feel. And the first few times I asked Jeff to see me or notice me or thank me, And by the first few times, I mean the first like 25 times, maybe even more. Guys, it was super awkward. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to like, it was super awkward and it was so clumsy. And I started asking Jeff to notice me and it was, it felt cringy. And maybe even just the thought of doing that feels cringy for you too. It was cringy. I'm telling you, it was cringy at first, but it was worth it. And it is worth it. And I'm so grateful I did it. And the first couple times I had to give him some context, right? I wasn't just like, you didn't notice me when, you know, you you didn't notice that I got the kids summer camp all sorted out, right? And it took me three days to do that. And you didn't even say 
thank you. Like I didn't start there. That's not nonviolent communication. I would not recommend starting in that way. But what I did was that when I felt like it was an appropriate time to have this conversation, i.e. not in the middle of dinner prep or not when everyone's, you know, getting ready in the morning and everything's chaotic and everyone needs stuff, but but in the evening, right? When the kids were down, a night when we weren't just exhausted, but we were in good spirits, we were having great conversation, maybe we were sharing a glass of wine or whatever. I was I was vulnerable with him. I was vulnerable with him. And I think so often when we find ourselves in victim, that's an opportunity and an invitation to shift to vulnerability. Learning to be vulnerable with your partner, it's going to change so much of your relationship. And in my vulnerability, I shared with him how I was feeling without blaming him, without condescending, without exaggerating. I just shared how I was feeling. When I, whatever, when I take hours, days to plan all of the kids' summer schedule and no one even notices or thanks me or sees all that I do, I noticed that I started to feel resentful toward you, right? Instead of sitting in that, I realized that I have a need to be seen and a need to be thanked. So I'm making a commitment to myself to ask you for what I need, right? So I'm going to try to start asking you to see me or asking you to thank me. And it's not because you've done anything wrong, right? I'm not insinuating anything. It's simply because I've realized that I have this need, right? And I've decided that I love myself enough to start asking for my needs to be met. So instead of beating around the bush, instead of being passive aggressive, instead of just silently wishing, right, wishing that you would do something, I'm going to be accountable in my communication and I'm just going to ask you. So maybe it might sound like, you know, I'm going to spend the next few hours setting all the girls' doctors' appointments and dentist appointments and haircut appointments. Can you just witness me in that? And friends, like it's going to be clunky at first. It's going to be clunky at first, but it's also super beautiful because Jeff never intended to ignore me. He never intended to dismiss me. He never intended to diminish all that I do. Sometimes, you know, he probably genuinely didn't even know or notice. I'm just sitting here in my office, right? He didn't know because I was so, so darn good at keeping all the parts moving, right? And friends, like the more I started to ask in a loving way, Here's the cool thing. The more I started to ask in a loving way, the less I found that I had to do so. The less I had to ask. And like, friends, this will preach. (laughs) The more I humbled myself, the more I took responsibility for asking that my needs be met instead of assuming, instead of sulking, instead of blaming, instead of playing victim, the more that Jeff saw me and the more that Jeff took the time to acknowledge, to thank me, all on his own, where I didn't have to ask him. And this growth between us, between Jeff and I, it only happened because I took responsibility to ask for it. And I understand and I feel that this might be triggering for some of you. Like, I don't want to have to ask for it. Why not? It's not embarrassing. It's not demeaning. It's not demoralizing. And in my experience, it did not cheapen the experience of of being seen because I didn't let it. And it didn't offend Jeff because I communicated it in a way that was full of love. I took ownership. I took accountability. 
I presented my ask without any blame. There was no opportunity for him to get judgmental. Everything I presented was was factual, right? It was my experience. He wasn't responsible for any of it. And if this resonates, if this is something you're like, maybe it, it, it maybe it doesn't even resonate. Maybe it does, but maybe it doesn't. And maybe it's just like piquing your interest or your curiosity. Go listen to episode 19 if you haven't yet. You know, think about it. This is a, Maybe this is a seed that's planted. Or maybe you're ready. Give it a shot. You're like, what do I have to lose, right? Ask for your needs to be met. Identify your needs, right? Ask them to be met. Own it. Communicate it. If you're skeptical, think on it. Let it marinate. But if you're feeling resentful and you're feeling tired and you're feeling sad and you're feeling overlooked, like what's the harm in genuinely giving this a shot? What's the harm? Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Like we're women, we're moms, we hold so much, we do so much. There is nothing wrong with wanting to be seen in that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be witnessed or acknowledged in that. It's a beautiful practice of compassion and love. And I really encourage you, maybe you're not ready now, maybe you are. Give it a shot. Put it in your back pocket for when you're ready to give it a shot. It's worth it. It's beautiful vulnerability. And I think it's going to make some, such a difference for you. So I want to hear about it. If you guys do it, will you shoot me an email or will you shoot me a DM on Instagram at michellegrosser.coach? I want to hear how it goes for you guys. I want to hear if it's clunky at first, awkward at first, and if it gets better. I want to hear your partner's reaction. Um, I just care. And I know this works. And I know there is beauty and growth and a deeper connection and relationship on the other side of your willingness to be uncomfortable in your request. So I want to hear about it. I'm rooting for you guys. I'm in your corner. It is such a pleasure to be able to encourage you Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I'm just so grateful that you listen and that you lean in and that you are a part of this community and we can be joined arm in arm on this motherhood journey together. I will talk to you soon. Have the best day. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.